You're listening to The Tactical Kitchen. I'm Melody Barron, certified chef and nutritional therapy practitioner. And I'm Steve Barron's 21-year special operations veteran and certified personal trainer. Together, we are here to share our experience on the ketogenic lifestyle. Don't forget our disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only and should not be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. We're not doctors, and we don't play them on the internet. Now, let's get ready to chew the fat. Mmm, bacon. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Tactical Kitchen Show. Today is episode 54. All right, episode 54. We're cruising. We've done, like, you know, we've been doing this for over a year now. Yeah, we skipped a few weeks here and there because hey, we're not life. we're not overachievers, okay? We're <laughs> we're doing this for fun. Everybody should know that. <laughs> well, we do this for you guys and also for us too, just so we can kind of have a record of all the ups and downs of what we're trying to do with our health. All the goofy stuff we do. Is that what you're all saying? All the goofy stuff. Like right now, I've been sitting on a target ball for hours. It feels like trying to release my hamstring tendonitis. I've self-diagnosed it. You pulled a hammy. I did. You know, I did. <laughs> but I've told you for months it's been bothering you. And I will say you've Your told me... Your hammy's been bothering me? It's been, <laughs> it's been bothering you. It's been bothering me. And you've told me like a hundred times, you need to rest it. You need to rest it. And I'll say it again. You need to rest it. And yeah. what do I do? I don't rest it. And then I do sprints. And then I do deadlifts. And now I'm like, I get up... And I feel like my I have dead leg. Got dead leg. It's awful. Peg leg. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I did eat some more seafood, so maybe that's what it is. No, but I've been sitting on this target ball trying to release it. And if anybody's ever had that tight hamstring where you get that tendonitis, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just a nagging injury. It's like it's like you know uh, tennis elbow. It's the same thing. It's but it's just, in your butt. But it's in your butt. <laughs> It's, it's a tennis butt. It's so bad. And, <laughs> and I went ahead and I started doing deadlifts the other day. And I got on the first set. I hit rep three and I was like, nope. <laughs> you know, it's that moment where you're like, I'm going to so do my five by five today. And I'm going heavy. And I was like, I yeah, no. Nah. And the target, ball, I, do, I do use that YouTube channel, Smashworks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For any of my injuries, because we're cheap, and I don't go to someone else to have them fix me. I try to fix it myself. Yeah, I'm totally with you. I can fix this. I can do it myself. I can do anything with a target ball. (laughs) Sometimes it feels like it, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've been doing that all morning. So dealing with injuries, that's normal. Everybody that works out, they know the deal. You have injuries you have to overcome, and you... Rarely do you take the proper rest. Nobody does. It's like I can't get everything going right at one time. I'm sleeping like a freaking rock now. Oh, good. But now I can't use my leg. (laughs) (laughs) Sleep has been really good. Um, You know, uh, man, I've been feeling really good. It feels like like my body has finally hit a level where it decided to get rid of a lot of fat. Mm -hmm. And Where'd it go? I don't know. Where'd the poo go? That's a big question. People are like, where does the fat go? But you, you breathe it out. You breathe it you out. Urinate you urinate it out. out you, you process it. And, but it feels like, and we've been doing you know, semi-carnivore for almost a year and a half now. We started in January 2018. But we really went back to it 
um, super efficiently just in the last couple months. Because I was a schizophrenic diet. Somebody wanted to for a while add things weirdo back in. You guys know if you've been listening, I've had my struggle with the insomnia, and I was at wit's end trying to figure out what would make it be better and what how could I go to sleep at night. I just wanted to go to sleep. <laughs> So I tried the white rice. I did, you know, some vegetables. I did different things. And it worked for like a couple of days or it seemed like maybe a week. And then it all just fell apart again. So I was like, why add that if I started getting a little bit of joint inflammation from the carbohydrates? So cut that out. And I have found a really easy to find supplement that is working. It's just valerian root extract. Valerian root extract. That sounds very... uh Highfalutin. It sounds um, sci-fi. Valerians. <laughs> so, you know, I I really want to get into herbal medicine a little bit. I don't want to eat plants, but I really like the idea of them as medicine because that's where a lot of medicine, obviously, was. Yeah. Der- that's where all medicine was derived. Yeah, that's where medicine comes from, using plants to heal things. And I totally agree with that. When you use plants as a medicinal source to heal things, I'm, I'm with that. I'm just not, I don't agree that you should be eating plants all the time. No, because I did that and it caused me some big issues. It causes, and it's caused me big, big issues as well in the past. And, but now that we've been pretty, pretty strict for the past couple months, it's like all of a sudden my body said, you know what? I'm good. And it feels like my, uh, testosterone levels increased a little. And right. we're going to talk about that because we're going to talk about uh, biomarkers, like health markers that you don't get tested. Like you don't go to the doctor and get your blood tested. How do you know uh, what you're eating or what you're doing is working for you? Maybe you're cheap like us and you don't want to go spend all the money on blood work all the freaking time <laughs> to expensive. see where you're at well, a in lot your of health. The, a lot of the tests that you want, they're, they're not covered by insurance. So you're going to pay 150 bucks ish a person just to get the blood work that you want. Right. If you like, let's say for me, for instance, with the lack of sleep lately that are in the recent past that I had, if I wanted to get my cortisol checked, my insurance doesn't cover that. But do I know something's wrong because I can't go to sleep? Uh, yeah. Yeah, something's <laughs> not It doesn't not take correct. a rocket scientist to figure out that something's wrong. It's just trying to figure out how to fix it. Mm-hmm. And that's why we share all this stuff with you guys because... Um, if, if you don't have the money or the time or the wherewithal to go get all these blood tests to see where you're at and then have a doctor who ends up trying to prescribe a medication to you right. rather than help you with your diet, then you're still stuck in the same exact place. And so, for instance, with insomnia, you know if something's wrong. If Something's not working correctly. Yeah. And, and you know, and for men, if... If you and then one one of the things that that I, is an indicator for me is I'm not working out really hard. I'm working out consistently, but uh, I'm at that age where I can't just crush it. I have to I have to manage my effort so I don't pull a hammy or get injured like somebody. Like somebody. But what I've noticed is is the the visceral fat around my abdomen has started to go away, and I haven't really like pushed real hard. And I think that is a you know that's a, that's a cortisol thing if you're putting if you're a male and you're putting that weight around your abdomen even though you're working out then you have a probably a cortisol you know dysregulation or however it works right you have some maybe it stems from just simple blood sugar dysregulation which right. causes a cortisol imbalance and then you start adding on belly fat and maybe you have a really stressful life and sometimes it's just finding some 
really easy techniques to alleviate stress. One thing that we found, and I want to mention real quick that I put on our IG stories, is just the idea of getting out into the outside world, taking your shoes off, Mm -hmm. and going barefoot for a few minutes a day. It's called grounding or earthing, and it sounds real woo-woo or kind of like goofy. I know, I know. It sounds real (laughs) woo-woo, but when you think about it, human beings, we're meant to touch the earth. That's why people who garden are usually like really into gardening. Mm -hmm. I think it's because something happens to you mentally and emotionally when you get in touch with the earth. So when you get out there and you have maybe a high stress job, maybe just simply take your shoes off for a few minutes and go walk around in the grass. Right, and it, it is it's healthy. There's a lot of nerves in your feet. Um, shoes are not really good for your feet if you if you didn't know that. Um, you know, and I take my young athletes, especially the ones that really struggle with run form, they can't get the run form that we're trying to get them into. Taking off your shoes and jogging in the grass, it always brings them back to a natural run form mechanic. Yeah, and it can also just alleviate a lot of stress. And we have a lot of electronic equipment around us all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a lot of people are really getting into uh, learning about the uh, EMF exposure. And you get the 5G, the 4G, whatever you have around you with your cell phones and all that. We don't know what that's doing to our body. No, we don't. And so when you go out, and I don't know anything about electricity, (laughs) Like being an electrician. <laughs> but I know you have a wire that grounds your house mm-hmm. to the earth. Yes. And that's kind of the same idea. You ground yourself to the earth. Yeah. And it kind of alleviates all that electronic stress from what I understand. And we've been practicing that pretty regularly. Yeah, we've been doing it the past couple months, I guess. We've been doing it at the track, you know, doing barefoot jogging, um, out back, just walking around in the grass with no, no shoes on, getting chiggers. Yeah. Oh, and we have some apparently some scorpions in our backyard. Oh my gosh! I got nailed by a scorpion. Like, what was it? A couple few days Last, ago. A few days ago, yeah. I I just walked over. I needed something to to sit on while I was working on our RV, kind of down below. And so I went and grabbed a uh, a cinder block sitting in the bushes, and there was a scorpion making that his little home, and he got me. Yeah. And it hurt. You came out of that corner of the yard like (laughs) like you had been electrocuted (laughs) it felt like i'd been electrocuted so we've had like we've had the it's bug season here in texas so you have to look at everything and all of our workout equipment is outside if you've watched our instagram stories you have to check everything before you touch it we get those hairy asps yeah. That um, are the hairy they, caterpillars. They look like furry caterpillars. They're so cute, but do not touch do them. Do not touch They're them. They're mean as hell. Yeah. And they don't I got one of those be. year before, so. Yeah. You've been stung by everything. And then yesterday it was bees. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I so. posted that. You don't know, but I posted that on the Instagram stories while you were up there swatting bees. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you. <laughs> I removed, again, I'm working on the RV. I removed a uh, the air conditioner you know, shroud, took it off, and there was a huge yellow jacket nest. Uh, right right in there. So, of course, I just grabbed it and threw it, and that caused a storm of bees. So I'm I'm up on the camper on my knees because we, we built the RV cover and uh, swatting at bees. And then I get down, and there's another nest on the bottom of the RV. And, uh, of course, I can't let, the, let that go. Bee is like – killing bees was like uh, – an art form when well, I was a kid. Well, these aren't honeybees. These aren't the good bees. These are wasps. These, these are, are like straight up mean-ass mean wasps. wasps. <laughs> we did 
we were walking the other day and walking down the street and there was, uh, we saw in front of us like a huge cloud of bugs and we're like, you know, what is that? I thought it was maybe, uh, I thought it was gnats gnats or something. So we we walked right into it. It was bees. It was honeybees. And you, cause I, I've I've never been stung by a bee. Oh man. Never. Yesterday he was trying to get me to be stung by a bee (laughs) because he just wanted to see what would happen. I don't know how this relationship is going. Hey, you got to experience things. (laughs) We won't, we won't talk about other things you haven't experienced that I've so, exposed you to. <laughs> no, we won't go there. Okay. So, we, yeah, we're walking through the bees, and it was. It was, you could hear all of a sudden all them buzzing, and all I could think about was that movie, My Girl. And Macaulay Culkin, is that the kid? He gets... He gets stung by a bee? Yeah, he gets stung by all the bees, and he dies. And I was like, that's going to be me. It was. It was, I did get that all of a sudden when I realized it was bees, and we were in the middle of the swarm, I was like... Just keep walking. Don't make any loud noises. You didn't tell me that till afterwards. Right. And then you're lucky I didn't scream. I didn't know that they get attracted to sound and attack it. They don't like, so. like lawnmowers and weed eaters. Send them off. It's a miracle I didn't yell. S- screaming would probably have done it too. Yeah. So it, we didn't, it didn't get stung, but man, it was, uh, they were coming out of a tree right, right beside the road and there were thousands of them. It was crazy. How you we, should have been we, here, guys. It would have been really entertaining for you. I extreme don't know. freaking tangent. Okay, because back to we were talking about walking outside and okay, grounding. Okay, so be careful. Right. It's let's bug go, season. Let's go back to uh, biomarkers that you can tell by not going to the doctor. Let's go back to that. Let's talk about a real subject about nutrition. So, uh, so, so for men, um, testosterone levels. So you know, cortisol, testosterone, they they go against each other. So if you're putting on that weight around your waist, you either have Stress, high cortisol, or not, you're just not making enough testosterone. What is the other way to tell if you're making enough testosterone? And I'm going to just throw it out there. It's erections, okay? Whether you can, whether you get one, whether you maintain one, and whether when you orgasm, if it goes off like an explosion or like a two-year-old firecracker that goes poof when it goes off. For a man, um, and this happened to me probably four or five years ago, um, I was getting the poof, not the explosion. Um, and recently, it has been just the complete opposite of that. It's been the... Real sorry for all the TMI. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is one of the things. When you talk about, hey, this diet is good, and the one of the things you want to push, if you talk about your sex life and how it has gone from it was uh, disappointing to, holy crap, am I 20 years old again? That is something that people need to know. And it's just, it, it's actually a side benefit that we didn't even really consider. No, it wasn't like we were it, doing this so we could so we could have uh, you know better orgasms. No, because you thought you know you think when you're going into all of this uh, changing your diet and everything how we did it so gradually and slowly we we weren't a overnight all of a sudden we're carnivore from a standard American diet. No, but everything just started progressively getting better and we were really doing it because. And you guys who've listened, you know, because of Steve's neck inflammation, having mm-hmm. to have neck surgery, and then uh, our son with some school issues. Autistic and, behaviors yeah. we, that we cured through Some diet. learning behaviors. And, you know, when you start realizing the side benefit is that, man, I feel 22 again. <laughs> the bedroom becomes a very good place again. Then, you know, you want to tell people, but you're also kind of like, I don't you, want to offend well, you. you it know? is one of those TMI things, but as guys will identify this, when you were, you know, in your, you know, 18 to, I would say 25, you usually uh, have an erection almost all night. Like, it's just always there. 
You know, like you have to get up in the middle of the night and you got to do that lean way over and kind of like trying to aim it in the toilet kind of thing. Like you're, you're mastering the lightsaber wand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, okay, that happens now where it's almost all night you wake up and you have one. And in the morning you wake up and you have one and you're like, okay. So if you guys are curious about like really talking about that, you can go on our website or you can go to Instagram and just if you want to have a consult with Steve about that, if there is something that you would be more comfortable talking to a male, mm-hmm. then we could definitely set that up with you. But yes, it's, I mean, lights out different. It is. And, and <laughs> again, it is, it, is, it is really awesome. And, and that's very important because uh, a key indicator of cardiovascular disease is the fact that you don't have very good erections anymore. That's like the first indicator that guys should note, that if you start to have a low libido or or not very good erections, that's an indication of cardiovascular problems. It's blood flow. It's blood flow, and yeah. it's, getting, it's getting restricted, and that's one of the reasons. Yeah, that is one of the reasons. And sometimes, you know, you just have, you know, maybe you're a beer drinker. Sorry, guys, or you drink a little too much alcohol. You can also just have an increase of estrogen from that. Too many carbohydrates... Beer is a carbohydrate. Even if you're drinking low-carb beer, doesn't matter. That stuff is still going to affect your testosterone level. It's going to raise your estrogen, lower your testosterone, and then you're going to have the poof instead of the bang. Yes, instead of the bang. Oh, my God, did that just happen? (laughs) And then really, honestly, the same thing happens with women. Um, You will have the same type of experience if your hormones are off balance and if you're you know one thing for a woman you have a way to test every single month if you're still having a menstrual cycle that's one thing that you can use as kind of a um, a, a barometer to see how your hormones are functioning are you having pms are you cranky irritable do you have cramps headaches lethargy all these different things that happen right before your period are you very emotional. Then when you do have your, your actual menstrual cycle, your bleed, what does that look like? That's basically a blood test every month, ladies. I mean, you can look at that and go, okay, it's color consistency and quantity of how much that bleed is is going to be very telling on where you're at hormonally. And we have a whole program for that. It's on our website. You just go on there, you purchase it, and you get all the stuff in your inbox, and there's videos and all kinds of slides with all the information on it. Yeah, so if you're a female and looking, and you have a difficult menstrual cycle, this is one of the things that we have seen improve. And if you're a guy and you're listening to this, you might want to, and you have a female partner who becomes a little too emotional, or they do, you know they have cramps, and they know they have a, a diff, difficult cycle, might be something you want to mention to them. Yeah, because a lot of women now have PCOS. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know what you want to do with that immediately is get rid of the carbs, the grains, the sugars, and all of those things. And what better way to do it than to just cut carbohydrates, eat a whole meat-centric diet, a carnivore diet, maybe a ketovore diet, we like to call it that. Yeah. And maybe you need a little assistance on that. No problem. There's a lot of free information online, but you can also contact us. This isn't like an infomercial for us, but we've had a lot of success with this. And if you're if you're also in the 
area where your periods are terrible, you might be in the area where your orgasms are just not where you want them to be. Or maybe you don't get aroused. That's a problem. That's a key indicator that something is off and something is wrong. Right. And all of this stuff, you don't have, uh, you don't have a, a, some sort of pharmaceutical deficiency. You have a nutrient deficiency or you have something that's out of balance that can be fixed through diet. Right. Diet is everything when it comes to your hormones. It, it, it does. It totally, totally, you know, regulates your hormones. And people will tell you, I, I just reading this morning, somebody was talking about how the only way to lose weight is being a calorie deficit. That's it, period, end of story. And we totally disagree with that. I mean, uh, of course, if you're overeating, uh, then you're probably going to gain weight. But if if you, even if you're going in a negative, uh, you know, food energy or calorie balance, if your hormones aren't working correctly, you could still be putting on weight. Oh yeah, I mean you can be you can be skinny on the outside and completely overweight on the inside. Yeah, skinny the fat. equivalent, yeah, the tofi. Um, so that person is going to have maybe a lot of cardiovascular issues and maybe some of that restricted blood flow, and you might look really, you know. L- Lean, not even lean, but maybe just skinny. Just skinny, yeah. You're gonna look skinny and um and not be look overweight, but you could have a lot of these issues. Well, it doesn't a, mean that you have to look obese. That's to a lot be of obese. Uh, a lot of marathon runners are toffee. Yes, they they don't have any muscle, and that's that's usually because they're running a lot. Of course, you're not going to have a whole lot of muscle if you're running marathons, but. Uh, you always hear of marathoners dying of heart attacks, and mm-hmm. they'll be like, oh, this perfectly healthy person died of a heart attack. No, no, if they died of a heart attack, they weren't perfectly healthy. Just because they looked skinny doesn't mean they were healthy, and that's the right. big thing that we make the mistake of in our society is associating you know, skinny with healthy. Exactly. And you know, when it comes to this stuff, you have to look at food as a hormone regulator. Mm-hmm. And it when you start looking at just calorie in, calorie out, if you're eating Pop-Tarts and Captain Crunch and you're staying in a calorie deficit, I'm pretty confident that you're not going to feel the same hormonally as someone who's eating a nutrient-dense piece of beef and maybe some eggs mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and exactly. some butter and staying in within that same calorie balance. You're just going to feel totally different. Now, another, another indicator that again, you can't go to the doctor and track is your energy, how you feel during the day, um, whether or not you you know you, you get up in the morning. Of course, everybody's tired in the morning, and then you kind of get going. If you have these ups and downs during the day, if mid afternoon you feel like you just have to take a nap, you have to lay down, or by the time you know evening rolls around, you're so tired you can't do anything else. That's an indicator of of maybe your your diet is not supporting your energy needs. Yeah, if you know or. You're just you're just eating off balance, a little off balance. Maybe you're not getting enough fat. Fat is where your energy is going to come mm-hmm. from. Protein is where obviously you're going to build your muscle and all the amino acids that you need to make hormones and and to build muscle and tissue. But you also have to have that fat with it. Right. And the carbohydrates you need are going to come from that. That's what a lot of misconception comes from. That you oh you have to have the carbohydrates. But your body's going to do that for you. So all the building blocks are going to come from the protein and the fat. Sometimes people just need to up their fat a little bit. Right. And now if, if you're one of those people that are listening now and they're like, oh, you just need to eat more. I've always heard, you know, you just, you just need to eat every two hours. People just need to take in food every two hours. If you have to take in food every two hours to maintain your energy, you're broken. Your right. body is broken. Um, and, I, and I tell this to, uh, I, I grew up in a, 
uh, you know, in the military around everybody's an athlete. We all do triathlons or lift or swim or do something stupid, climb, you know, run marathons. And I grew up around the eat every two hours to, to maintain your, your energy levels. And you're going to break, if you're not broken now, you're going to break yourself. If you get hangry every two hours, your body is broken and you're a weak human. He said it, not me. Well, I could I, I have this conversation with people that tell me that, no, you're wrong. Uh, a keto diet or a carnivore diet is not healthy. You have to eat high carb if you want to perform. And I tell those people, you're broken. If you have to eat every two hours, you're absolutely broken. Because if I take now, if I take your food away, if and this is important for anyone who's uh, you know a soldier or a special operator, or, when you go out into the world to conduct a mission that's a three day mission, uh, there's no chow hall. There's no yeah. there's no food like you you can only eat what you can carry and that's minimal. So if you're telling me you know you're gonna start lagging and you're gonna get brain fog and be uh, hangry in a couple hours after we get out on the mission, then man, you're broken. We don't we can't use that. Right, and that's that's really important. Just for some people that aren't in that situation, but just they work all day mm-hmm. and they don't have time for that break. Right. And if you're hungry, brain fog, cranky. Maybe you're not be you're just not able to do your job as best as you could if you could go on fat and protein for a little longer. And, and and this is important because not not everybody has the time like we do to work out. They just don't have it. They work 10, 12 hour shifts in a day. And so they're they're always busy. So um, now when you start talking about that and you start talking about nutrition and diet, now we know that if you're a, a high level athlete like say you're a CrossFitter and you're, you know, in the games, you're going to be able to eat more carbohydrates and process them more than if you're an office worker and you're working 10 hours at your desk. Yeah. Your diet changes according to your activity, right? obviously. And when we're looking at the energy thing, one thing I do want to mention that a lot of people overlook and you guys probably from listening to us or other podcasts are familiar with this, it's just the lack of electrolytes or salt that most people, when they right. are really tired, if you wake up and you get to that mid-morning, you're super tired, sometimes just a little pinch of salt with your water, or maybe a big pinch mm-hmm. of salt with your water, it can really boost your energy. And a lot of people are so afraid of that salt. Don't be afraid of salt. Um, you know, sodium is a... Is a requirement to to live to sustain life to do not be afraid of salt but again it's real salt not the you know table salt. yeah it's the you know a sea salt a pink himalayan salt a non-processed salt um and i experienced that for myself the other day like i was a little bit like lethargic mid-morning and I, i needed to work out and i was like what is wrong with me i had plenty of sleep finally and i took that big pinch of salt and I drank a little bit of water with it and all of a sudden like within 10 minutes I was like I'm ready to go I feel great now and and that's a good point getting that getting ready to go because if if you're working out okay and this is another you know indicator of whether or not your diet is doing you any good if you're if you're someone who likes to work out if you can't build muscle very well or you don't have the energy to finish your workouts that's an indicator and now let me caveat with this that if you're you're a guy and you're hooked on pre-workouts or and you're you drink a lot of protein protein shakes if you have to do that then you're probably broken because if you have to take a pre-workout to go work out 
that's wrong. That's that your body should not be that way because you're going to get hooked on them. We're talking pre workouts with the caffeine and all the weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, like the in it. the the NO two explode, the C four, the whatever stupid name they you can come up with because they keep changing it for pre workouts. If you have to take a pre workout to go work out, you're broken. You're 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 not doing it right because that's a false energy. It's not real and it's going to hinder you later on in your life. Yeah. Exactly. It's because it's going to affect your adrenal glands and then your sleep's going to get crappy. Your blood sugar regulation is going to go haywire. Just all these things are going to go wrong, which is going to eventually affect your hormones. Right. And And, not to be a hypocrite, that that was me. I did it. And let's just be honest. When it comes down to it, um, food, shelter, and sex are three things that human (laughs) beings are going to want to have for as long as they live. (laughs) We like those. So if those things, you know, if you got those things, you're doing pretty good. Right. But, you know, back to the, the pre-workouts, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I, I've talked about this before. I did it. Uh, you know, I was on the pre-workouts and it broke me because it, it, it's it's like taking drugs. Like we've said, yeah. you need more, you need more, you need more, or you got to switch brands or whatever. You know, you need to be able to just drink some water and, and take in some salt and go work out and put forth the effort and you be just fine. It feels really good too. I mean, the first time I didn't really understand uh, for a long time about the sodium intake. And once I learned that and I started practicing it regularly, I can really tell the difference. And here's the crazy thing. And I know we've talked about this on a previous episode, but I used to get some edema in my feet, like mm-hmm. my feet would swell. If I st- and I stood a lot as, you know, working in as a chef or I worked at a bank for a long time too, different retail things early on. And I was too young to be having swelling in my feet. That's something that, I'm sorry, that's something that you get when you're old, right? And Which is funny because we don't get it now. Yeah, I know. We're older. I know. And now I can stand a long time and I don't have that and really it was a lack of sodium because what happens is your body tries to hold on to all the water and you start pooling water in your body because your body doesn't want to let it go because it it's afraid to lose that salt that's in there because you're not giving it any salt right so if you have swelling in the legs a lot of times you a, you need to maybe get some electrolyte balance, and that includes the sodium. And then also, that's sometimes an indicator of poor vascular health. Right. Which all goes back to how you're eating. Mm-hmm. That's, it all ties back to that, and that protein and fat and reducing carbs. And that swell in the feet, that edema in the feet, uh, is counterintuitive because if you go to the doctor, they're going to tell you to cut back on your sodium. They always tell people that. They tell you to cut back on your sodium because that's what's making you hold water. And it's actually the opposite. You need more sodium so your body stops holding on to water. So It's like the upside down in Stranger Things. Yes, it's the upside down world. And and, uh, most of the time with doctors, it's like that. They, They do the exact opposite of what you need. Just like cholesterol, you know. Wanna, they want to lower your cholesterol. And it's, if you're not healthy, the exact opposite is true. You want to increase your cholesterol because it's an antioxidant. It's Right. It's, it's required for living. Once again, you have to have it. And that reminds me, like the other day we, were, we saw a post in the World Carnivore, yeah, World page, Carnivore yeah, page on Facebook. And we always talk about your cholesterol was what, 4? It was 465, 465 the first time I had it tested. 
And I always thought, wow, that was really high, and you're still here. But I was reading some other people's, and there was someone on there It was like, mine was 700. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy crap, you, yes. you don't win anymore. I don't win. I thought I was winning. I don't win. You don't win. i got to try harder, I guess. I guess. But that is, again, an indicator. If you have high cholesterol, but you're healthy and like you know your, your junk works correctly, like you have healthy erections and, and orgasms and all that stuff— then high cholesterol is not bad for you. No. It's not. Now, the other ways uh, to, to little things to pay attention to to figure out if what you're doing uh, nutrition-wide is helping is, is your skin and your hair. Yes. Now, I have a caveat for that. Oh, well, because caveat away. We're caveating today. <laughs> um, so when your skin is unhealthy, let's say you have acne or you have rosacea or different skin disorders or issues, and you're eating kind of processed food and crappy food, obviously that's a problem. So you start fixing that. It gets better. Yay! But sometimes what happens is the further you go along, then some stuff comes back and you get some weird rash or you get some itchy spots or whatever. So the real thing about that is that sometimes your body starts releasing toxins, especially if you're losing weight um, or if you're burning fat, you're going to start releasing some toxins through that process. And that can flare up some skin issues that maybe you've had in the past. And then all of a sudden people say, this diet's not working anymore. And I've been guilty of that. So yes. I totally get it because you start getting frustrated. Yeah. So so you're going to detox. Yeah. Everybody's heard of this. You're going to detox and it comes out in different ways. So if you do have an issue that pops up, you want to check and make sure it's a, it's a detox and not a reaction. Yes. So maybe you ate something that you're, you have a reaction to. And you, you break out in uh, some hives or whatever. That's different. That's A lot of times that's a histamine reaction and maybe you're sensitive to that. That's why it's good to work with someone. Mm-hmm. If you start having a bunch of issues like that, you might need someone to help you navigate that, like right. a nutritionist. But a lot of times it's just something that's flaring up for a little bit because you're detoxing. And what you need to do with that is look at it and go, well, my body's taking care of it a little at a time. Because when it gets a little overwhelmed, it will react in your skin usually first. That's where we see a lot of of reactions take place. And sometimes you just need to back off a little bit or or take it easy. Maybe do some detox methods like hot, cold showers, skin brushing, sweat really good every day. Sauna. Sauna, yeah. Or Currently in Texas, just go outside in the (laughs) afternoon. It's so freaking hot. (laughs) And, you know, you can go and you you can exercise, jump rope, move your lymphatic system because those things are going to help and making sure that your liver gallbladder is working well. How do you do that? Well, there's some ways you can tell. If you get nauseated when you eat fat, your liver gallbladder situation might not be working optimally. Right. Um, if you get pain underneath your right rib when you eat fat, um, then it might not be working op- optimally. So you might need to work with someone on that. Yeah, so uh, you know, just personally for us, skin and hair, uh, my hair feels much better than it has in a long time. And, and I'm a, you know, I'm almost 50. I'm a, I'm a balding guy. I've got a bald spot. Um, but it hasn't gotten any worse. Like it, it kind of stopped. I figured I'd be almost completely bald by now, really. But it looks thick in the front and the sides. It's, it, it definitely feels thicker and feels healthier and my skin as well. 
And again, I've had, you know, skin cancer removed from my face. So, uh, you know, that's something that's important to me to have healthy skin. And it's gotten so much better over the past so many months. It just keeps, it keeps getting better. It gets healthier in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, same thing with me um, because I had some back acne uh, a few years ago that was really, I hated it. It drove me crazy. And if any of you guys ladies or men have that as an adult you're like what the heck I am not supposed to be breaking out at 40 years old so you know a few years ago that was going on now I'm how old am I how old are you I'm 47 I just I'm 49 (laughs) see it's so good I don't even remember how old I am I I started to say 41 I laugh that I'm gonna be 50 next year and I feel aside from my what I call my, my crappy knee uh awesome I mean yeah it's just building muscles easy. Uh, like I said, we talked about the bedroom stuff. That's outstanding. I mean, I can't even... If that's the only reason you try it, that is the, probably the best reason to try it. <laughs> it probably is. And if ladies, you too. Because if you have PMS or you have poor menstrual cycles and you, you are not enjoying your bedroom life, then this is a way to reignite that. Explosions. And, uh, I can't even. We can't. Even okay, talk well, could, about let's that. not beat it's that drum too, anymore. It's yeah. getting weird in here. It's getting, <laughs> for them. <laughs> for them. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, nobody I knows what happens when the mic about, goes off. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something about my hair. You have hair. I it's have on hair. your head. So my back acne went away. Yep. We'll leave that at that. And then my hair, like I. I can go for eight days and not wash my hair. Yeah. I was a washer hair every single day person. And I would feel all greasy. And some of that is just you're stripping the oils and all that through washing your hair. But now, my hair, it grows fast. Um, I could not wash it for days, which could be bad for you. I don't know. Some some people go, ew, you don't wash your hair for days. I I don't, I mean, I, I could probably go you know, a couple weeks and not wash my hair. I just get it. You just wash it off in the shower and get it wet. I just don't use shampoo. I don't even do that because my hair is longer and it takes, I like, yeah, it it's a, a freaking to workout to wash and dry my hair. Yep. It just like, especially if you do it after shoulder day, you just can't, you can't do that. And, um, but now, I mean, I work out twice a day. A lot of times it's really hot outside. I do use dry shampoo maybe once in between the, you know, seven to eight days, but that's it. I try not to use that very much. Yeah, but hair, hair feels healthier. Something that we notice is when we go places, you can see people that have poor nutrition because their hair is so thin and stringy. And very, very, very fried looking. Very fried looking. Yeah, um, very dry. Yeah, it's sad. Brittle. Dry and brittle. And that's something that I see with a lot of people who don't eat fat or are very much protein. Right, or vegetarians and vegans. Yeah, a lot of times it's a vegan person. Bad hair. Once you start talking to them, you find out very quickly that they eat their plant-based. So I, I, I just thought of this, and I want to hit it before because we're getting towards the end of the, the show here. Uh, we your are? Your teeth. Well, I guess we could go forever, but who wants to do that? Um, your teeth. skin yet. You have skin. It's all over you. <laughs> <laughs> your well, teeth. I did skin. You don't build up tartar on your teeth. You don't build up any of that stuff. It's weird. I know. And you know what? We didn't even talk to Dave Hippenstill about that last week. If you oh, missed that episode, oh my gosh, go back and listen to it. Dave Hippenstill. Yes. CrossFit master, 63 years old. He's also a dentist. We had a dentist and we didn't even talk we about the whole thing. We didn't even talk about this. Oh, what God. is wrong with us? Well, you know, we get well, excited. Well, I was starstruck. We get excited about other stuff. 
Um, hey, so next this next week tartar. coming up. Wait, tartar. Tartar. You don't get it. We, Why do you not get it? Because you don't have is it's oxalates? Are you, oh, no. Well, if, well, that it is oxalates because they will. Do we come know out what we're talking about? Somewhat. <laughs> But if you read, uh, you know, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration by uh, Weston Price, he tells you that it is the, the chemical composition of your saliva. Yes. Which, is, which, is, which reacts off what you eat. And that's why you don't build up the tartar on your teeth. Yeah. And I watched a presentation from Low Carb USA. Um, it was Dr. Michael Eads. And he was talking about the history of the Paleolithic diet. And, of course, we've heard him present before. And he shows a lot of slides in his presentation on Egyptians and their teeth and the calculus buildup, which is tartar. Tartar, yeah. You know, that's the the regular name for it. Calculus buildup on their teeth. And it looked like there were, like, furry rafts around the mummy's teeth. Mm -hmm. It was so built up. It looked like burrs. It was crazy. And that's what happens when you're a, a, a flower eater. A flower eater. You know, a grain eater, uh, you know, yeah, processed wheat. And when you're eating high carbohydrates, that's what's going to happen to your teeth. And a lot of people say, oh, it's because you didn't brush your teeth. No. No, it that's is not the, it. it. You cannot brush your teeth for weeks. If you're eating right, you might not want to be around people. But well, and, and that's what Western Price says. You brush your teeth for other people. You don't brush your teeth to keep them clean. They, they keep themselves clean if yeah. you're eating their proper diet. And, and that is the first sign of physical degeneration of a human is poor mouth health, like cavities, tartar. That is a sign of poor nutrition. So if you have a child that has cavities or has a lot of tartar, they're eating a poor diet. Fix it. Fix it. Uh, <laughs> So, I mean, and, and that goes to, I just read this story before we, before we started the podcast where there, there's a nine-year-old boy who's a type one, not type two, type one uh, diabetic. They put on what they called, they called it a paleolithic ketogenic diet. But if you read the diet, it was basically carnivore. Yeah. And he, uh, he did not have to take insulin anymore. Yes. He ate animal fat, animal protein, eggs, eggs. and he had the, uh, the offal which we like to call, some people say awful, some people say awful. I always like to call it awful because it's the, that's the innards, that's, that's that's all the organs, and it's pretty awful for some people. So the kid was eating that. So you're talking liver, kidneys, heart, all those internal organs of the animal that, you know, are very nutrient dense. Yeah, so what happened was is he, he, he did not need insulin anymore, even though he was a type 1. And uh, the reason being is because if you eat those foods, guess what? You don't have blood sugar dysregulation, so you don't have the need for insulin. And if you didn't know, insulin is the aging hormone. Yes. So the, the least amount of insulin you can produce, which is what happens when you're on a carnivore diet, the least amount you're going to age. I think it's an age reversal program. It, I'm going to start calling it It feels that. like it. It's an age reversal program. Yeah, it is. So uh, you mentioned Low Carb USA. We want to hit on that a little bit because that's coming up at the end of July in San Diego. Yes, July 25th through 28th in San Diego. We'll put a link at the bottom of the show notes, so make sure you look at those. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not sure we're going to be there. Uh, Yeah, you know. We're we're, trying. We're trying. We have a lot of travel stuff going on this summer, so we love to go. We love Low Carb USA. Um, You know, the, the people that run it are outstanding. 
Shout out Doug and Pam. Shout out Doug and Pam. Um, and and we, we love hanging out with those guys, and we love seeing everybody out there. It's just I'm not sure if we can make it this year. But we are going to KetoCon Pearl. on Wednesday. We're leaving Wednesday. We're leaving Wednesday to drive down to Austin to uh, go to KetoCon, which we haven't been to, and it's just down the street, really. Yeah, we do not live that far from Austin. Yeah, we're just three hours from Austin, so we're so gonna... in an RV that's going to be six hour trip. <laughs> if we, if we it, make it at all, <laughs> it's always like that, isn't it? You're like it's three hours, and then you get in the RV, and you're like six hours later. <laughs> Anybody that travels RV wise, you know what we're talking about. It just takes so much more time to get around anywhere. Carrying our rolling earthquake house behind us. Yeah, you know. I don't like going anywhere without that thing. I love our RV. It's, it's great to have your own bed, your own food, your own fridge. It just makes everything so much more fun. I know. I even have a special place for Kitty's litter yep. box. It just works out so, so good. So we'll be down at KetoCon this coming up uh, weekend to check it out since we haven't been. Um, looking forward to a good time. Looking forward to eating some barbecue. Oh my gosh, if you're ever in Austin, I'm just going to throw it out. Terry Black's Barbecue is the best barbecue in the world. It's really, it's really so good. good. Get a beef rib. It's delicious. You can thank me later. <laughs> yep, so we're going to be doing that. And then uh, maybe we're, we're really trying to twist our plans to hit low carb in San Diego as well. Uh, can you we drag been... the RV there to... <sighs> Man. Texas to San Diego. What do you guys think? You Don't know, you think that would be a fun trip? When they, when they say, you know, you're going to need a bigger boat. Or you're going to need a bigger truck. <laughs> it's going to be to go that six far. days later. <laughs> We're there. We missed it. But if you've never been to any of the, you know, the keto cons or, or especially low carb USA, uh, try to get to one because you learn so much and you're in the environment where everybody is there. Uh, they're all, they're all low carbers. So there's no haters out there. And it's a great environment because you can ask all the questions you've you ever had. The speakers are, are super available and, and ready to talk. That's what's great. Yeah, it's super fun, too, just to be around a bunch of like-minded people. Yeah, it's really, it's really a good time. We always enjoy it. And you learn something, for sure. I always learn something new, always. I can go back and look at my notes from the first one. I think we've been to four or five of the low carbs now. Mm-hmm. Um, always learn something. And we've made some really great friends through those uh, conferences. One of the best things I ever learned, the best, Stephen Finney, Dr. Stephen Finney, talking about the colon and what it needs. Yes. Best thing I've ever learned in my whole life right. when it comes to like diet and nutrition because thinking that it needs all this fiber, no, huh? no, it just needs some butyrate, some short-chain fatty acids, and it needs some salt and some water. And that's pretty much like... That changed my life. Yeah, that's how you keep a healthy colon. It's not fiber. That changed my life. That's another that's another upside down world thing that doctors do is tell you to eat fiber. And I'll tell you, it works. Like I've always had digestive issues when it comes to the going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. That was always problematic for me because I, I had my appendix out when I was in second grade. And I've always had apparently terrible gut bacteria. And I ate a high carb diet. So, and low fat. Now, after learning all of that, man, it's, it's been a life changer. I have not been bloated, and except for a couple of times when I've tried to add in carbs, <laughs> <laughs> like when we've done that. But just on a normal basis, the way we eat, I do not have any issues. Uh, neither do I. It's like a freaking miracle. We've been doing this for a long time now, and I feel like I'm, I just continue 
to get healthier than I ever thought I could be at this age. Which is something else. If you can't go to the bathroom, this is an indicator something's not working. So, (laughs) you know, all of these things are little things that you can use when you can't go get blood work done or you're in between blood work or you just can't afford it maybe. Um, Use some of these things like your sleep, your sex life, uh, your period, ladies, men, your erections, obviously that's part of your sex life, then, you know, how you, how your energy is, all the things we've mentioned. I think sleep is a big issue. Mm -hmm. That means that that's really indicative of what's going right or wrong. Yep. Um, you know, all the things we've mentioned here today, your skin, your hair, uh, sometimes just, are you waking up with, uh, energy or are you still feeling really tired when mm-hmm. you wake up? All these little things that you can use that don't have anything to do with going and getting blood work done. Yeah, the just general overall, you know, your health. And that's what you're if you're listening to this, that's what you're here for. You're here to improve your health and and we're here to help you along the way best we can. Absolutely. Okay. Uh I think that wraps up this episode. Think so. We went way longer than I thought we were going to. I thought I this was going to be short because we got to go outside and we have to recock our entire RV before we leave <laughs> on Wednesday. We've got lots of work to do. It's hot as Hades outside. Yep. So good luck. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, go out there, have fun, eat fat, and prosper. Thanks for listening to the Tactical Kitchen. Hit subscribe and leave us a review. Don't forget to send your questions to btkquestions at gmail.com and visit our website, thetacticalkitchen.com.